0: Some films are mediocre. Some films aren't good or bad. Some films won't win an Oscar, Globe, BAFTA, or a SAG. You like those flicks? Come get your fix in a podcast called Mixed Bag. Kilda,
1: welcome to Mixed Bag, where we review the mixed, muddled, meh, and mediocre movies of film history. I'm Tommy. I'm kidding. I'm Matt.
2: <laughs> I'm Eric Clapton.
0: And I'm Elton John. Um. So last
1: week we promised you guys that we would do the village.
0: Yeah, we made some big promises. Yeah. Sometimes we, people just we make took a, big promises. a big
2: swing on a guess. We just um.
1: Yeah, we just got a, um like a report from the village, and they're still on lockdown actually. So we can't.
0: Right. Unfortunately, we can't no traffic in or out.
1: Um, yep. Yeah, we can't review
2: the, the Village just yet, but
1: stay tuned for
2: that, because, yep, you know. Yeah, stay
0: tuned in these unprecedented <laughs> times.
2: Yes. The Kevin is a-coming. He's actually a uh, an essential worker. Uh, over in the US of A. Over in uh, Chicago. He's doing wonderful work, uh, and he's freed up his schedule a little bit to talk on our very dumb podcast, <laughs> so thank you, Kevin.
0: Um, but we've decided to do something else. In the for, meantime. In um, the meantime. Yeah. yeah. Well, Uh, before we talk about that, should we just talk about, like, yeah, what else we've been up to? What's going on?
2: I'm drinking a wine. We're having a wine, we're having a
0: chill. Uh, For those of you that aren't in New Zealand and those of you that are in New Zealand to place this particular episode in time, uh, this week New Zealand went into level two phase of the uh, COVID 19 response, which means that you can get out of your house. Woohoo! Woohoo! Question Um, (laughs) mark? Yeah. So hopefully it's all going okay. How are you Um, you guys going with your level two? I uh, went and saw my family last oh, night, nice. which was yeah. nice. Cool. Had a very large, big meal um, did to hang out with the fam, which was very nice having not seen them for just, a, you know a month and a bit. Yeah,
2: we've been running some some errands, buying uh, a toilet brush. And, James went uh, to the <laughs> movies. <laughs> yeah, well, it was, that's that's popcorn.
0: Oh yes, we'll get to that in um, a second. I actually have not done anything. like the first time I left my house yeah. was last night, uh, Saturday night. I've not done any yeah. uh, other.
2: Baby
1: two, the only time I left the house in level 2 was on Friday night to grab some takeaways and I wasn't expecting to be overwhelmed by the amount of people that were out and I was and they're all hot and I'm just like, I'm not ready to be out in the world. Everyone looks nice and fine. That's so. just
0: like a released prisoner. <laughs> like, like, is this what the world is like? Oh, no, and been well, in, I've been inside for so long. I saw your
2: tweet about that. And then uh, another uh, tweet from our friend saying like, oh my gosh, what should I wear? What's everyone doing? And I just got intense FOMO because I got the sensation that everyone was out at a birthday party no. or like a party. And then we were all just inside. You not have parties. Well,
0: gatherings of 10. Well, have Many a party of
2: ten,
1: you know. You potty can, you can have a party of one, that you can okay. have a party of ten, or mm. a party of five. Good show.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. Um, no. Uh, level two. I think I'm gonna gradually, like, I think. Oh, well, I'm gonna go to the gym tonight and see how that works out. Um, and then I haven't socialized publicly yet, so we'll see how that goes. Maybe I'll um, go to the pub next week. I think I'll just take it step by step until I'm fully integrated back into society true.
2: Gym's quite intense as well because there's so much sweat and you know, bodily fluids. Yeah, exactly. Floating around.
0: Yeah, I would know as a person that's definitely been to the gym.
2: Yeah, I, I stupidly signed up for the gym, and they were like, do you want to pay, like, monthly, or do you want to do the whole year? And I was like, let's do the whole Geez. year. I'm committed. <laughs> uh, and that, one, I wasn't committed in the first place, and two, I wasn't expecting a pandemic to <laughs> occur so that, that even if I was committed, the gyms are closed. I think, I mean, <laughs> no, it's, they're not.
1: it's fine, but, like, I, they probably just, like, suspended your, um you know, your pay, and yeah. they probably just extended your gym membership. I well, hope
2: so. I should check in on them. Well, I, yeah, yeah
1: I mean... You went to... You're going to the same gym company that I am. I'm not going to say... Yeah. But... but yeah, yeah. <laughs> so report yeah, they
2: back. actually...
0: If you want to sponsor this show and you're a gym, yeah. uh, then exactly. please get Two out of three. Yeah. And we'll talk
2: but, about you on the um, We'll and a sign up Cass in a little but bit. I'm just
1: yeah. um, saying that, like, my payments were suspended, so... You know, oh, I think oh, you're all good.
2: Yeah. Good to not
1: Yeah. Good.
0: All right. So should we talk about the world of pop culture in the Pop Corner?
2: Pop, 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 Pop Corner...
0: What has everybody been seeing, reading, playing, and listening to this Honestly, week?
1: Honestly, for me, I think I've just been like, I haven't consumed much this week. I think the big two biggies that I've had was um, I started uh, Fosse Verdon. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which I'm a year late, but I have one more episode to go. Um, and I, I like it. it's pretty solid. Um, Michelle Williams is really great in it. like, um, mm-hmm. And it's kind of just good to like unpack. That story and just like see a little bit, a little piece of Broadway history um, brought to screen, um, and yeah, no, I finally reason have reason to to stand White Michelle, you know, <laughs> she's very she's very sad in film, like like sometimes it's like great and she's very you know fragile, but sometimes I'm just like, I kind of want to skip her movies because I'm just like oh god, I'm just gonna be sad again, Emo shell <laughs> Williams like. <laughs>
2: Um, have you seen her, Marilyn? I haven't checked that out yet.
1: Yeah, it's it's fine. Like I think she was miscast. Like she's good in like the sadder moments of Marilyn, but she just doesn't have the joie de vivre of of Marilyn. You know, like right. it's. Yeah. I think you know someone with a bit more star quality would have been better suited to the role. Like and, I mean, and not a knock you... on Michelle, but. No, just but she's, Marilyn she's, is
2: someone that you you worship, like she's yeah. almost like someone that you could like pray to at a temple. So she also, needs to yeah. that, <laughs> that quality.
1: yeah. Well, we'll get to that later. <laughs> and, <laughs> but also, um, yeah, I don't think Michelle is quite captivating enough. Like she's not like I would, she's not not beautiful, but like her beauty it's is a, not like something that'll stop you dead in the street like Marilyn's would. You know, like I think it's a
0: smash problem. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Oh, what's the smash yeah. problem the uh, show smash? smash
0: the broadway show it's about uh, the casting of marilyn monroe yeah. in a marilyn monroe musical and you have two different people who are supposedly equally in the running for the role of marilyn monroe one of them is a spitting image of marilyn monroe it's <laughs> like the voice down correctly is the right sort of like curvaceous figure she's got this like a much stronger broadway belt she's so clearly right yeah the other one used to be on like american idol oh yeah and catherine I, like, mcphee yeah and I'm like, no, and obviously Catherine <laughs> McPhee is not going to be playing Marilyn Monroe, I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: like, what does um, the show end up being? Do they cast?
0: Oh, there's a number of different twists and turns, oh, James. Okay. Um,
1: speaking of Marilyn, though, I mean, I don't know when this movie's going to happen, but I know um, our friend Ana de Armas is going to be playing Marilyn in the film Blonde that. at some point soon. So, What's you know? it called?
2: Is it called Blonde? Yeah. Oh, okay, I'm into that. yeah. yeah.
1: From the director of um, The Assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. So,
2: Mm. you know,
1: it's unfortunately, it's not called The Death of Marilyn Monroe by the gangsters of New York. (laughs) (laughs) It's the personal callback, guys. She got
2: hit at. (laughs) The the mafia offered a hit. (laughs) Um, um, what do we all think of, of her and her relationship with Ben? Are we into that? Are we not? Is it Oh, huge... Ben Affleck.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, you know, she's living her life. Get it. Whatever. I don't know if I was aware of this. Yeah. I don't know if I'm pro hearing of it just now <laughs> yeah, at the very moment. But... I
2: don't like Ben as a person, yes. but I think as a, a mean commodity, he generates uh, sure, good stuff. Yeah. Just his it's life. That's true. You know? yeah. I
1: still love him in Gone Girl because just like that casting is... It's very good casting. he's
2: clueless.
0: Yeah. And you, you can tell that he didn't know why he was cast yeah. <laughs> when he got took, took on the role as well, yeah, which yeah. is ideal.
1: Um, And the other thing that I've smashed out is the final season of Shits Creek, which is a very special show. Lots of um, crying on my end, but also lots of laughing. I think, you know, um, it's very sad because, like, the show is leaving, but also um, the... Um, you know, Eugene Levy and, and Catherine O'Hara worked in a lot of Christopher Guest films and today um Fred Willard died. Yeah. So mm. I finished that today and I saw the news as well. So there's was kind of like a double whammy of like this Christopher Guest sized sorrow <laughs> in, in my mm-hmm. heart. Um but you know, it's like that kinda hurt when I saw that. And also Lynn Shelton passed away, the filmmaker today.
3: Yeah. Um
1: so that's It's, it's, we've, we've lost some, some big ones in the past couple of weeks. Mm. Um, little Richard, Jerry Stiller and, um, yeah, it's, it's been, you know, uh, sad in different ways. Um,
2: but I think for Fred Willard, it's just, yeah, he's just one of those people that like, you're like, always feels like that he's there. He's going to turn up in films and just be hilarious.
1: That was definitely the one which I, I, when I saw that news this morning, I was like, that one was the one that hit me like kind of instantaneously. Like with little Richard, I love early rock and roll music, but I always just assumed he was close to dying already because like,
0: it's a sort of different era. It doesn't feel like he was ever really contemporary to us. So he might be the
1: most, like the biggest loss in terms of pop culture impact, but he was knocking on heaven's door anyway. So, Mm, mm, mm. you know, um, but yeah, Schitt's Creek is, is, is lovely. Uh, I hope Catherine O'Hara wins the Emmy this year. There's no Phoebe Waller-Bridge to, to, to stand in her way because that's an iconic character. And, um, yeah, I was largely pleased with it. There was one kind of, like, storyline that I I wish ended differently, but, you know, that's, like, a minor quibble on my part. But, you know, it's up on Netflix for everyone to binge watch the whole series. And it's just, like, a nice little um, hug from from the Canadians, to everyone in the world
2: nice yeah we we're up to I think the second to last season yeah um, just to find I a to few say, episodes James says
0: we but he's mostly watched this one like yeah. b- mostly alone and then I sort of just have enjoyed every time I have watched this show but I have not watched it thoroughly watch you should watch it properly <laughs> like, yeah there's definitely a lot of episodes that I've missed
1: mm. oh, that's no it's a it's a beautiful series yeah, yeah. Um, what have you guys been watching
2: well i treated myself because uh the first one of the main things that i wanted to do in level two is uh i wanted to go back to the cinema uh and i treated myself because the penthouse cinema is currently open and i feel both them and lighthouse cinema cuba uh, are open and i think embassy and roxy are following suit um so uh Cass and i wanted to go to something together which we will we're going to go see emma later on oh i love uh,
1: emma did i talk about emma in this pod I think you did. Yeah. yeah, last week. Yeah, nice. Yeah,
2: So we're going to go see that soon. Uh, but on Thursday, Cass was quite busy with uh, some of her work, so I decided that the best choice would be a horror film, which Cass doesn't really like. <laughs> um, so I went and saw The Invisible Man uh, with Elizabeth Moss.
1: Oh, she's, um, yeah, she's going to be great.
2: <laughs> yeah, which is, it's really good. Like, yeah? I had read a lot of um, uh, press beforehand that Moss was very uh, involved in the process because it's directed by by a man but um, she was uh, very much across the kind of script and ensuring that the story which is used as like a metaphor for gaslighting in nice. this instance this adaptation of the monster movie um, it's now kind of being framed as a, a toxic boyfriend who uh, Elizabeth Moss is trying to get away from um, he has as opposed to actually going invisible he has an invisible suit um, and proceeds to make uh, everyone think everyone around her think that she is crazy uh by pretending he is he is dead it's announced that he's dead and then he kind of stalks her uh with being invisible nice. um, yeah so
1: she yeah so it's good
2: oh it's great so yeah, she did a nice. pass over all the kind of work um some of the things that i love about uh, this movie it's really really fun is that the suit is um you know You might think oh no that's not as fun as actually being invisible but the suit is made of cameras because this guy this toxic dude can't remember his name who cares with horror films is a groundbreaker in the world of optics we Uh learn um oh he's great with cameras and eyes uh, and security and surveillance is a running theme throughout and so with a suit of cameras, it's essentially a suit of eyes, and it looks really like gross and bubbly. There's a tiny little uh, little camera for all of the suit, and so like a monster. Like it essentially is still a monster film. It's like a monster f- made of eyes. So it's nice and creepy. Um, the soundscape is really really cool. They really play with that 360 kind of atmosphere. I kept on turning around thinking that there was some someone was fucking around in the projector, but that was just the soundscape that they were building. Um, and at the end of the film. They show um, the main kind of crew members, the producers, the costume designers, the makeup designers before any of the cast, which oh, I cool. thought was such a stylish move. That's I really was cool. Like, yeah, it's hmm. quietly revolutionary yeah, in a lot of ways. I think I'm gonna go see that this week. We'll see. Yeah, I can't I, I, I,
1: I kind of. Oh, I, I wanted to see it anyways when back before lockdown, but obviously plans change. But I'm glad to hear that it's back in theaters and. And I have an opportunity to see it. I'm really excited for Elizabeth Moss because, like, that was a huge hit. And now she's on her way. I predict that she's going to be, like, one of our prestige actresses in the next decade. Because yeah. she's so talented. Like, and, and, and this was just the commercial hit that she needed
2: to exactly. kind of give and her that push i love that feeling when you really like an actor's taste in the in the movies that mm. they pick because you know she clearly has an interest in weird and yeah, fucked up films um, like us queen of earth and this of just yeah, like yeah i mean she had the like deep, that, crazy that movie
1: stuff. the like was it last year i haven't seen it called her smell where she's like playing yeah. a rock star as well and then she's got a new film this year i think it hasn't been released yet called shirley where. I think she's playing Shirley Jackson or something. That it's getting of, rave reviews of, of the, the lottery, yeah. so she's she's gonna be huge. And like, this is another instance where I'm like, I love that talent wins. Like, she's not again not the most conventionally attractive actress, but like, she's so goddamn talented that like, like that wins out. And that mm. doesn't isn't usually the case. Yeah. Although I am like intrigued by her because she is a Scientologist, and she is like <laughs> <laughs> in shows where she is like playing amazing like probably the some of the best female characters on tv peggy is one of the great greatest of Piggy all is, times
0: peggy is my soulmate yeah and Mad of like television she's yeah. like one of the character i, do, I right? identify most with of all media and,
2: and, <laughs> and catch it on netflix because they're taking it off very oh, soon Oh, yeah, oh there you go. Never seen
0: that, then.
1: and and obviously like the handmaid's tale which is weird because like that kind of is in many ways analogous to Scientology, Yeah, right? Which yeah. Is- I found it very, <laughs> un-
0: like, I-, I was very surprised to hear that she was a Scientologist. I mean, like, obviously a lot of celebrities are, like, not necessarily yeah. just Tom Cruise and the ones that you kind of, like, are known for it, but also just because of the material that she chooses. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, really? Okay. It's weird, <laughs> eh?
1: But um, yeah, one note for you, Elizabeth, though. You can improve on your Kiwi accent.
0: She was. I mean, she was actually like not terrible. (laughs) I didn't hate her Kiwi accent. Top of the Lake. She has a couple. I mean, it's not perfect, but it's a hard accent. She's the right
1: choice for most like things, but I thought the first choice for that would have been better, which was Anna Paquin.
0: Oh yeah, Anna Paquin
1: and Holly Hunter reuniting would have been
2: amazing. (laughs) I heard an anecdote about Anna Paquin today. Is that? Uh, apparently it's a a theory of that whenever you pause um, a video at any point with Anna Paquin performing, she's always going to have an extremely (laughs) unphotogenic face because she's so expressive as an actor. That's
0: called good acting. Yeah, exactly.
2: (laughs) Uh, One of the other um, uh, Popcorners that I want to shout out is I have started, because obviously lockdown's a bit of a downer, to go through my Netflix um, list with some of the rom-coms or romances that I haven't seen. Um, so I think I talked about Ghost last week. Is that right? You did. I did,
0: right? Uh, did I not? Maybe that was just for us. That, I think that was we, the three of us talked about Ghost. Yeah, the that was, that because I don't think we talked sorry
1: about Sorry, listeners, that was off-pod. Yeah.
0: yeah. We have a few off-pod interactions yeah, right. from time so to time. Yeah, right, so
2: our last film, Sister Act 2, it spurred me on to see um, some more of Whoopi's work, so I decided to check should, out
1: Ghost. You should watch The Colour Purple. It's on Netflix, man. Totally. Yeah, that'll yeah.
2: be another one. Um, so my thoughts on what ghost was is so if you look at the poster uh it's like them and they're kind of glowing and they're about to kiss or whatever it's like looks like during a sex scene so it looks like a standard kind of romance kind of flick and i had seen the pottery scene although i hadn't paid so much attention because i thought that maybe he was a ghost during that thing and he was molding the pots (laughs) uh turns out no it's just like a nice sex scene kind of moment with a, a song that is important to them. Um, so I was walking in expecting like a pretty standard kind of romance, a bit cheesy. A
0: romance it, where he's a ghost, basically. Where he's yeah. a ghost. <laughs>
2: um, and it is cheesy, and it is a romance, and I understand that that's how they package that, because ultimately it still is a romance film. But within that, there is a whole spectrum of genres. Yeah. All the genres um, that you can possibly think of. There's
0: comedy. There's drama.
2: It's like It's like crime.
1: It's like thriller. Crime it's, thriller. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, White collar crime. The thing about like, like, <laughs> Ghost
1: is that because like I didn't appreciate it enough when I was younger, I, I kind of was just there. Like, it was a Whoopi Goldberg vehicle and like, Demi Moore is there and it's a romance. But now looking back, I'm like, we probably won't be able to make a film like that anymore. Like, it's so weird. Yeah. It's like a studio. It's
0: such a like, it doesn't feel like it's something that would have got funding. I'm yeah. even kind of surprised that it got funding at the time that it did because it's so strange. It doesn't really adhere to genre. So, like, yeah. it's, it's really Day, fascinating. Um, a
1: best original screenplay winner true yeah it won wow yeah, and it will be one obviously also but yeah you know
2: people literally get dragged to hell in this, like yeah. big shadowy oh, demons I, come that, and that pull fucked them away me up
1: when i was a kid the first time i saw <laughs> ghost when like the underworld demons came up from the street spoiler alert for this like 30 year old movie by the way yeah. yeah um they fucked me up because they were so scary
2: Um, So we were um, talking of spoilers, uh, having a chat with uh, us and uh, occasional uh, guest uh, Lucas Neal, and I was like, oh, I'm watching it for the first time, and um, and Matt maybe wasn't reading the thread um, fully, because uh, when that... When that happened, uh, he was like, "Ah, oh, I love this bit when X," and we won't give it away just in case you haven't seen it. And
0: see I was it. like, "Matt, it's a spoiler!" And then it turns out, it, you know, Matt, James is watching this film, and we're getting to the last ten yeah, minutes. Yeah, waiting he's for like, the spoiler it hasn't to drop yet.
2: <laughs> And it's in like the last <laughs> the fifteen last minutes. The last thing of the film. Yeah, um, oh. but it wasn't as. Like, it was important to the scene, but, like, it... Well, a known spoiler.
1: I spoiled The Sixth Sense to my dad within, like, a minute of him watching it. (laughs) (laughs) I just assumed he'd already seen it. Like, he rented it from the... Like, we had rented it from the VHS store, so I assumed he'd seen it. But then we got it out again, so I was like, oh, you're re-watching it. So I just, like, fully spoiled it in the first minute. But, like, turns out he didn't watch it on the first go-round, so... Oh, Oh, no. no. Which is fine.
2: It's uh, one of the other <laughs> romances um, that I saw was My Best Friend's Wedding. I love um, this Which I had never seen before, and I was very surprised by it because I knew the ending, but I wasn't really prepared to... If you don't know the premise, Julia Roberts, she finds out that her best friend is marrying um, somebody else, and she was has always been in love with this guy, played by Dermot Mulroney, who... Yeah. I have feelings about. Uh, not good feelings. I, I He keeps on popping up in these roles. Yeah. Like this and um, The Family Stone. And I'm like, he's not a good love interest. But it doesn't really matter in this inst- in yeah. instance. Um, and it's, uh, he's marrying Cameron Diaz and she is 20 years old. He's like... Forty.
0: He's twenty-eight. Oh, they're both he twenty-eight. Looks 40. They're both. This they're is both the a kind of problem of it is that they're like, like thing well, of we, the
1: movie
3: when yeah, they made make, this pact
0: but, Being like, when we made, we reached yeah, the ancient right. age when of twenty-eight. When people
1: make they like when we reach forty or something, which even then is like pushing it.
0: But like 20, I would have understood thirty. You yeah, know, like that would have made sense.
1: <laughs> but the ancient age of twenty-eight, which we are fast <laughs> approaching.
3: I <like, No. laughs>
1: Damn, I need to make a pact like right yeah, now.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, And so she makes the decision. She has a good friend, Rupert Everett, who she rants about.
0: um, Her real best friend. That's my theory of the problem of the film, is that Rupert Everett's clearly the best friend of the film, but let's continue.
2: Um, And she's like, I'm going to break this marriage up. This can't happen. He needs to fall in love with me. Uh, And I wasn't really prepared for how... um, it's not unlikable, but how how prepared to like show off uh, how 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 far she's prepared to uh, make Julia. Sorry, uh, Julia uh, Roberts character to be so sabotaging unlikable. and cruel to um, Cameron Diaz. Love this
1: performance. It's like one, a big movie star performance, but she nails all the beats of just like. Being so unlikable, but yet you somehow still like not root for her, but you like want to see problem, a happy ending for her.
0: The problem with <laughs> her is that yeah, that the thing the thing that like I think makes her like a really interesting unlikable character is that she's unlikable and that she's kind of everybody's own worst instincts. Mm. Like yeah. you know, you can imagine yourself having the instinct to do all of the things that she does. It's just that you wouldn't do it because yeah. <laughs> you know most people have a bit more self control. Um, but yeah, it's kind of it's relatable in that way. This even though you're like, iconic. I would never do this. Oh my god!
2: But in terms of the actual romance between them, like, it's not particularly strong, and it doesn't need to be because well, that's ultimately not the, focus. the film's yeah. not about that. Yeah. Exactly,
1: and that's why I don't mind Dermot Mulroney. He's whatever. Yeah. Like, he's there. The you real, can have like a
0: stick. The real romance,
1: man. quote unquote, is between her and Rupert Everett, and and a little bit like in in a way, it's it's like her and Cameron Diaz as well. Like mm. them yeah. learning to be friends and. And, like, you have so many, like, expectations and preconceived notions of what this Cameron Diaz character is at the beginning as well. But,
2: mm. like,
1: I think Cameron, like, fleshes her out pretty well as well. So, yeah. Like, you yeah, know? I thought
2: she gave a really good performance. Just
1: Cameron and Julia being in the same film, we didn't even know. Like, these are going to yeah. be, like, two titans of the genre. I mean, I know mean, <laughs> Julia was, but also Cameron, I guess, is retired now, so...
2: You is know. she for long. i think she is yeah wow. i mean like she's
0: been in a film for a while
2: yeah and um, one thing that we noticed when watching the film is that it really wants to be a musical there's like oh six God. or it's, so it's songs. It's very in weird there.
0: actually that there isn't a Broadway adaptation of My Best Friend's Wedding be yet Because yeah. there are so many, like, all these other films of that same era have been adapted yeah. often yeah, quite poorly for the women, stage. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, surely there should be a kind of bad adaptation.
2: <laughs> I mean, this is a film that starts with a whole musical yeah. um, sequence of with with and characters open. that we never met. Honestly,
1: that lady who sang Wishing and Hoping at the beginning, best supporting actress, she fucking <laughs> sold, sold it. It's an iconic
2: performance. She was great. I loved mm.
1: it. Um, also, the the iconic. Um, I say a little prayer, which comes yeah. out of nowhere. Yes, <laughs> I love it every time because it, like, it's such a rom-com trope. Like, mm. but I guess this is, I think, the most iconic version of it where they just start singing. For yeah, no and everyone's reason. just like, and everyone just uh, like knows harmonizes. the words and sings along. Um, and you can also see a um a small cameo from or well not a cameo but like a small role from Rachel Griffiths in this. She plays
2: one of the sisters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And there's Paul Giamatti. just like Yeah, he's in there, as he, a, he yeah. helps her out when she's like feeling at rock bottom. Also
1: Rupert Everett uh, also amazing. Like yeah. we really did we really did him dirty. Like he was like a star in the wrong era. Like a star is generous, but you know. Mm. like mm. now he would be slaying he would be like yeah. on tv he would like be in movies like yeah. the world wasn't ready
2: i'm keen to see his wild at some point that he dropped a couple of years ago i can't remember what it's called it's yeah. probably some reference but he's always well, loved Wild. you know
1: and... maybe we should talk about something else that's wild
2: yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, I don't have any popcorner, thanks for asking, guys. (laughs) (laughs) I know that you've been just... Matt was just looking at the the clock. Um, It's 25 minutes in. Uh, I have watched anything independently of James, so take all of his opinions as mine. (laughs) (laughs) And let's continue to the feature presentation, please.
2: Feature presentation. (laughs) So we have picked the film Tommy. Um... Partially, this was... What was the the reason for this one? Uh, Matt, you kind of suggested it?
1: Well, yeah, our our kind of plan fell through this week. So we were like, what are we going to do? Do we do another 93 film? But I think we talked about um, on the pod how um, Anne-Margaret has popped up in a couple of our films Mm. Mm -hmm. in quite insubstantial roles, roles that didn't really give her anything to do. So we um, mentioned Tommy um, and I don't think Tommy actually qualifies, per se.
0: As a good and Margaret role? As, not as
1: not as, like, as a mixed bag, I guess. I,
0: like, I think it does. I mean,
1: yes, watching the film, yes, but, like, just based on reputation, like, it actually is well-received. It's, like, a cult classic. So, like, nothing inherently about it should qualify it, but, like, watching it. We've got lots to talk about. I mean, so, it's
2: kind of like our, our first episode, Forrest Gump, where like yeah, it's a film that's yeah. held in high esteem, but age has yeah. has changed. And there's that's even good. like I went, I was Thank looking
0: you. up uh, the original like concept album of Tommy when we were you know at the, at the tail end of watching the film, um, and saw that there's an entire section in the Wikipedia page being like reassessments of this album yeah. because it was really, really like embraced as this like visionary yeah. idea to do like plot and ideas and a concept that was a through line in your, sh- in your music and a rock opera kind of sense. Um, and then, uh, you know, more of the contemporary critics have then gone like, oh, I don't know if <laughs> it's actually that good. <laughs> like, like um, it's kind of, yeah, it's one yeah. of those ones like Forrest Gump that was maybe hailed as a masterpiece at the time and then Time has aged it a little bit, we'll talk shall about we it. say. Yeah. Um, so I think it does fit in the, in the mixed yeah, bag yeah, yeah. kind of category. Tommy's a
1: wild reason. ride because, yeah, I guess it's like one of her more prominent roles and she was nominated for the Academy Award for Best Actress, question really? mark, yeah. for this role. Yeah. Okay,
3: <laughs>
2: And cool. she got, she got, got a off. Golden Globe for it as well. Yeah, well she, she won it. For, for, I mean, for
1: musical comedy, yeah. Yeah, musical yeah. comedy.
2: Yeah. I, I, yeah.
1: <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, I love for a fact that like that this type of film is an academy award nominated film for acting like yes. that in itself is kind wow. of
0: like there's just so many great. other things that i would imagine like i could imagine many design related <laughs> right, oscar yeah. things cinematography yeah. you know like Maybe. costume i think i think <laughs> the, the
1: scoring was was nominated as well but like but yes exactly yeah the, the, the t- fact
0: that they're like the acting that's, that's what i really love that's about beautiful this.
2: though I, yeah. You know, she's doing some very different tones well, that we'll definitely not we'll, notice. Before we we'll jump in there. Yeah. Yeah. What is people's history with it?
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh. I've, I've never seen this before, so that's a pretty easy start for me. Um, this was my first experience watching Tommy, uh, yeah, the other night.
2: Cool. Uh, my, my history with it is I stumbled across Ken Russell. I don't know... Don't know quite know where, but uh, uh, started with like stuff like this and Women in Love mm. and The Devils, mm. um, and I really it's liked his it's, yeah yeah um, and that those all feature Oliver Reeve, uh, Reed, yeah. uh, um, which he's clearly a big fan of um, yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah I I really liked. Uh, Russell's style, um, the camera never stops moving, it's always very energetic it's very, feels very like George Miller-y, um, if you want like, m- a more recent kind of touchstone um, uh, and yeah, I loved it when it first came out, I was like ah, oh, my goodness, what is this? Uh, and it's interesting to, to revisit it, and yeah. I'm keen to talk about it.
1: I've never seen Tommy but I, yeah, I'm a big fan of Ken Russell, I've seen a couple of his films as well because he's just like, kind of out there like he's, he's like mm. his films are easy enough to follow but they're also just like weird and kind of like there's something mysterious and disturbing about them yeah. um, and I've heard of Tommy obviously like it is still kind of like a pop culture item like people still reference Tommy the Pinball Wizard, like stuff like that. But like mm. I kind of only know it in like vague terms. And obviously, me being an Oscar aficionado, I know that like Anne Margaret was nominated for an Oscar for this. So like that's another like point of reference for me. But other than that, I haven't seen the film. Also, she lost the Oscar to like it must be like a weak year for actresses because she lost the Oscar to like. Um, Louise Fletcher and One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, which also does not feel like a a huge role to me. I feel like that could have gone
2: supporting as well, but, you know. Louise Fletcher is Nurse Ratchet.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: I love that performance. I I do too
1: as well, but, like, I'm just, like, it's interesting that they put it for lead actress, because she's oh, not. Oh, right. Oh, for know? lead. Yeah, no, yeah, that's yeah. Mm, mm. So And she won for lead actress wow. as well. So I'm okay. just like, so I guess it must not have been like a huge like, um, the year for actresses, 1975. Yeah, the like, amount of
2: um, time on screen. Lead actresses,
1: clearly. yes, but supporting actresses was popping because Nashville was released the same year and you can fill a whole ballot with, Damn. Fi- with Nashville yeah. actresses.
2: Oh, but, man, we got to see some more Altman. Um yeah. and I, yeah, we are clamoring at, at, at some point to Any- see the Prairie Home Companion. Oh yes. Um, oh,
0: I mean, and we we'll will make it. We're going to make that one happen,
2: <laughs> yeah. I think. Yeah. Um
1: anyways, we've talked about Tommy. We've talked about some history of the show, of this film. Why don't we get into movie in a minute?
0: And uh James has volunteered to be our movie in a minute correspondent for today. So I'm going to set the timer. Cool. Correspondent. Um, yeah, right. I don't know. I just thought that was a nice word. I don't think it actually makes sense, though, for the context. But We're, it's keep all right. ring. We're keeping it. It's good. It. We're going to keep it. Um, all right, so I'm going to count you down, okay. and you can get started on describing the plot of this film in one minute. All right, three, two, one go.
2: Cool, Anne Margaret is hanging out with this hot pilot, but he's gotta go to war and he gets in a plane and he dies oh my god, does he die? Who knows, who's to say? and then uh, she thinks that he's dead maybe and then she, uh, Anne Margaret shacks up with Oliver Reed, who is a skeezy man, she has a son called Tommy and Tommy doesn't especially like Oliver Reed, Um, and one day his dad turns up um, and he's got like a facial burn, maybe it's symbolic, maybe it's not, and then Oliver Reed and Anne Margaret Uh kill him while having sex and then Tommy um, has a horrible this experience makes him go deaf dumb and blind and then they try to wake him up and then he is proceeded to be visited by various people who either torture him or try to shake him out of the stupor until eventually he becomes a pinball wizard and then j- makes a cult with the help of his mother and stepfather and more then seconds. it gets destroyed
0: all right. Okay. Uh, okay. So there was a lot of plot. I mean, there's a couple of questionable you def- plot you beats in like there. definitely
1: packed it all in there. I skipped all the but, guests. But yes, some citation needed and a couple. Some of Some citation
0: <laughs> needed. Yeah, cool. Uh, what yeah. are
2: we thinking? A B, B plus? So
0: there was a There that was a, I think probably an A minus in, in yeah. there. Oh, there was the plot. Bad, yeah, there were just omissions and a couple of errors. <laughs> cool. But, um, yeah. yeah. So one thing we were doing, we were watching this film. Um, and at this point, I would, I would argue that I think Tommy actually does quite like his stepfather yeah. at the start. He does like,
1: he's like
2: pretty yeah, totally no, he's, to, yeah, he's, kinda charming, you know, yeah, Oliver he's kind of, charming. Oliver Reed, like, who,
0: despite the fact Oliver Reed is clearly sinister because he's Oliver Reed, like right? Tommy, here's a small boy is yeah. like, this guy seems fine. Yeah, he's um, like,
1: he wants to like own a camp.
0: Yeah. He's like a holiday camp owner. And Tommy's like, yeah, I'm going to inherit the camp the when I'm older. It's going to be great. Yeah. For the longest time, I thought he was going to be
1: evil or Tommy doesn't like him, but no, he just likes him all the way through. So
0: yeah. Um, I just got so, a
2: vague sense but yeah because it's Oliver Reed I'm like he must be bad surely he's bad well this
0: is the thing is we're watching the film and we get to the scene in which the, the pilot dad apparently appears um, and turns up in the middle of the night in Tommy's bedroom, and we're like, is, he a, is this a dream? Is this a ghost? What's and happening? Cassandra's deeply concerned And I'm confused. sort of going like, what? And then like, yeah, in, an, in, a, in a moment of incredibly fast camera work that has not given nearly enough significance, um, the pilot goes into uh, Oliver Reed and Anne Margaret's bedroom, where they clearly w- were yeah. having sex, um, and... We have one shot in which, like, he's get, he gets hit by a lamp thrown by Oliver Reed, and then, he falls. And then falls and seems to, like kind of disappear from the shot. And then we see the two parent, like the um, Oliver Reed and Anne Margaret, yelling at Tommy, being like, "You didn't see anything you didn't or hear see anything,",
2: anything.
0: Um, which is the catalyst, you know. And when yeah. we say saying, it's always singing because this is a sung-through musical. Yeah, there's no dialogue um, in this film. But. And so I looked at James, and he's like, "It's a metaphor for yeah. him witnessing them having sex." So
2: this is my, this was my belief um, before I read the plot synopsis <laughs> no, on the DVD. Th- yeah. Is that um, the experience of viewing these two people having sex yeah, was your equivalent to having sex? Yeah, can his, you yeah. imagine having that? Sex?
0: Yeah, was scar- enough scarring was, scarring was so yeah, traumatic. It was like his father is,
2: is dead. That makes um, sense yeah. to me. It makes
0: sense. But then I read the back of the thing no, and I'm exactly. like, no, apparently it says this literally, it's supposed to be them yeah. actually killing <laughs> no, his sexual I, dad. I, I
1: definitely. This was a moment where I definitely like, because like, I was confused as well. So I paused, mm. read the like Wikipedia synopsis up to that part and I was like, oh, they killed him.
0: But it's, like, such a weird bit of camera work where it's, like, literally just half a second of... There's no importance given to it. (laughs) I was like, where are we? What are we doing?
1: You also think that it would, like, figure more into the plot. Because, like, I mean, the first yeah. like part of the movie is we saw, like, you know, the building of this relationship between anne Margaret and her f- husband. You know, it's very yeah. erotic. And they have sex in the waterfall, guys. Like,
0: yeah. Like, um, you know, it's Oliver then, Reed. He's got, like, a weird masculine charm.
1: <laughs> no, no not, not Oliver Reed. The pilot. The oh, pilot, right. yeah. Um, and then after that, like, sh- you know, he gets shipped off and then he's killed and, like, he never gets to see his unborn child. So, like, yeah. you know, this is a lot and this is only in like the first 15
2: minutes
0: it's super, a large happens. montage yeah, at the beginning
2: what I don't understand there were two versions of this film one version that I think like an earlier version didn't even include that whole prologue and I
0: was like <laughs> it's pretty important <laughs> it's pretty important but the rest of it makes sense I the do, thing the I do. that tipped me off that it was probably supposed to be that it was an actual murder was just the fact that Oliver Reed doesn't really do anything that no. bad for the rest of the film no, yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like why are we looking at him so sinister why is Oliver Reed cast in this role if he isn't supposed to be sinister as fuck it's so
1: weird though because like the only thing, I mean I did see Oliver Reed in in The Devil's, yes, but like in like Women in Love, Oliver Reed is actually quite dishy, like he's got Yeah,
2: he's a huge sexual being He's so
1: like hot in it because like he and like Alan
0: Bates, they have like
1: a nude wrestling scene that goes on for quite a bit.
2: Yeah, in front of a fireplace. Oh
0: Yeah, like he's sinister, but also like <laughs> big dick energy was invented as a term to describe
2: oh, yeah, all of, Oliver like, of oh, But man. he
1: was like- so <laughs> unappealing in this film. I was just like, ugh, his he's- face was... Just like yeah. so ugly in this film.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> he's uh, well. The thing that I realized when watching this film was that I, cause I was like, I feel like Oliver Reed. I've seen him and like occasionally and stuff, but not that much. And then I realized that he's uh, Bill Sykes and Oliver, Oliver yeah, exactly. which I grew which up I watching. And I was yeah. like, oh, of course, he's like fundamentally like unsettling to see because and he's like the evil wife-killing guy. And actually, <laughs> I- <laughs> so that was directed by
2: Carol Reed, who also did. Uh, the third man, um, his uh, brother, cousin, uh, uh, uncle, um, mm-hmm. and so Oliver Reed was like he'd his notorious alcoholic and like notorious like typical '70s kind of actor always like. Sleeping being with various gross and
0: teenagers. Yeah. Um, and he had had a bar fight a, where
2: he gets that big scar on the ash, side of his cheek. Yeah. yeah, and he was like, I'm never going to work again. My career is ruined. And then his uncle's like, don't worry, just come be this big, huge baddie. Um, yeah, and that was the thing that like gave him like the huge so exposure. Yeah. yeah, I've never seen Oliver either. I'm really curious to, to check it out. Yeah. yeah,
1: Is he playing the titular role? Because he, he just- is Oliver. Sadly, no. No, <laughs> no he's not. Uh,
0: <laughs> that would be a very interesting take. <laughs> it's me, the tiny orphan boy.
2: <laughs> There's something about those actors for me growing up that were like, like th- I looked up to them so much. So like yeah. Anthony Hopkins to a lesser extent, Orson Welles, Richard Burden, these big dick energy guys that, that were sense. like...
0: Just brooding masculine <laughs> energy. Yeah. and
2: I was like, these guys with their voices and their like... <laughs> Tyrannical energy, I love it. I and then I was like, I "Oh, got- these people! I don't. I'm really nice people." Um- <laughs> I don't
0: like. Possibly terrible human. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if I, I know ever about
2: got Hopkins. yeah. yeah I was, was gonna good. say,
1: but also yeah. I don't think I ever got big dick energy from, from Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, Hopkins is like big brain yeah. energy. Like, yeah. you know, yeah.
0: Like, that's, a, that's yeah, and again, probably why he doesn't also seem incredibly evil. <laughs> Quite, <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, so um, yeah, so so Tommy is struck dumb, deaf, and blind by seeing his. Parents have sex,
2: which, you know, who
1: among us wouldn't?
0: Slash commit murder, (laughs) slash a metaphor for both. They're entwined. It's all symbolic.
2: Yeah. They're Um, sweating real bad. So they clearly. They're very sweet. They were clearly fucking.
1: I do love in the prologue that when Anne Margaret, like, you know, like, learns of, of the news that her husband has died, she, like, clutches the little, like, balls and then faints like it's so <laughs> dramatic and I'm just like okay I'm in the ride thanks that's yeah she's really... like
2: putting balls into bullets or something like that or missiles Yeah, yeah. 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 and then they well I love it when she faints because all the balls behind her they just like f- they're like it's, flooding yeah. they're moving so fast so there's so much energy in the shot even though we're on a still <laughs> a, like our primary image is still it just feels so energetic and yeah. that's just like there's so many shots like that uh, yeah. throughout this film where it's like the camera it was like moving and twisting and turning, and then suddenly it'd stop and be like, Look at this beautiful framed image. Like, yeah. it'd be like, fast, fast, so fast, ding. Like, oh, what, and what? the Ken Russell experience I mean, is great.
1: Should we just get into it? What do we think yeah. of, of Anne? And Margaret, sorry. And Margaret is one name, sorry. And
0: Margaret.
2: <laughs> true,
1: true. Really.
0: Um, Ma- Margaret so, is not her last name. Iconic moments. <laughs> iconic moments for anne Margaret is the the beans scene. Oh, I love uh, yes. <laughs> it.
1: I think we're the best sequence of the film for the me. The best
0: one of the one mm. of the top yeah. scenes of the film. Um, in which uh, this is the point after which Tommy has become a young man, teenager, I guess, or like you know early twenties, in which he uh, has, despite his disability, has become a champion at pinball, yeah, pinball. and He's which a has a somehow made him a. a Celebrity and yeah. rich, which I don't think is what actually would happen if you're good at pinball, but that's beside the point. <laughs> and so his mother now has this gigantic white mansion, um, yeah. and she's trying to click away. like. Uh, she's,
1: like, living large.
2: Yeah, like, it's kind of tracking, like, what would happen if, you know, you were a weak, fallible human yeah. that suddenly she, fell into success. She looks or like sundered. she's,
1: like, a real housewife of, mm. like, Pinball.
0: (laughs) She's got some gorgeous large white gown type situations, some furs. Um, huge circular um, mirror. She's sitting there watching uh, Tommy on TV and she's trying to flick away with her newfangled remote control device, which it's almost like we're back in grumpy old men, guys. It's like Max is leaning over through the window and switching the channel back every time she tries to turn away. (laughs) I love that image. It's a whole thing. To a baked bean ad and yeah. then a chocolate ad, yeah. And then for some reason, at another point, a washing baked machine. beans come out of the television, yeah. so like and they I, flood her <laughs> and she rolls around she, in beans. It, it, starts,
2: it starts gradually with like soap because a washing machine or something was yeah. on there the was screen, was a washing machine ad. and then are like, Oh, bubbles, yeah. suds. Oh, she out of threw the,
0: the she threw her champagne into the television. Yeah. Sorry, that's the reason, yeah. And so that made uh, laundry liquid came out and she rolls around she it, rides it, and she like, writhes in it, rides in that, and then she writhes like, in the beans. The
2: it's spewing out at different points, so you get beans and it goes, Bruh, and then you're like, wow, the all over her. The chocolate
1: is disgusting.
0: The chocolate yeah, is it looks it looks so like shit, freaking gross. And it
2: erupts from the TV <laughs> so Ay. forcefully. They must have had like a huge um, yeah. hose machine it's just to huge, like get all that huge chocolate. A huge dump,
1: out. you know, like of yeah. chocolate.
0: And so um, she is rolling about in it, just lathering herself in and this she's stuff. She's
1: going 100%. According, according to the Wikipedia page, you know um cited uh like she's doing this because she can't fully like you know enjoy her lavish lifestyle because of her son's condition which like sure jan
0: but sure yeah fine cool Um,
1: what I do enjoy about this is like she gives such a vulgar performance like like she's so like her expressions are just like this is like a woman who's just like Because you look at her and she looks so classy, but, like, she's Mm. willing to degrade herself this much and like it yeah. feels so authentic as well so I'm like damn Anne-Margaret.
0: The Beans moment is merely <laughs> like one you know the synecdoche of the and whole. This is why <laughs> I,
1: and this is why I think it is a great Academy Award nomination because <laughs> when you? have they ever like recognised like, something like
2: this? She gets to be hugely comedic like the, the, she goes through stages of like deeply uncaring about Tommy like she's like, singing lines where she's like do you think it's alright while she's putting 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 on lipstick so you can barely hear her, like, she gets to go full ugly with it. And you think of the previous films that we've seen with Anne-Margaret, Newsies, and Grumpy Old Men, she gets to do nothing like that. She's just
1: glamorous, is what she is, right? And here she kind of has that, but also, like, takes it down, like, kind of rips apart that image of her, and she gets to just be, like, down and dirty and, like, you know...
2: Mother <laughs> While still holding like a sense of truth as well. Yeah. There was
0: like I don't know about that. No. I, w- <laughs> I, I think
2: I think like there's that scene <laughs> on the beach uh where yeah. like She's like uh okay. connecting with her son, and then she's like looking up at him like desperately, yeah,
1: so this uh, is the point of the film where like Tommy finds the truth and he's like rec- yeah. recuperating Tommy from-
0: Tommy recovers from yeah. his his potentially psychosomatic yeah. illness and he
1: wants to be um a, like a, a cult leader. Yeah. We're just going to put it's, it out there. He immediately yeah.
0: is like, I've got to start a cult about yeah.
1: pimples. Yeah, I, I, he, I look He like takes Jesus. his mum to the beach and then, like, this is a hilarious sequence because, like, she's wearing <laughs> all these, like, jewellery and then he, like, snatches it off.
0: But one off by one. Yeah. Yes, one <laughs> by one. But
1: then also, like, he snatches off her fake nails, which
0: I'm like, Tommy, that hurts. I know. It looks the so earrings painful. and then the fake <laughs> nails. I was like, Tommy, you can't. <laughs> And that climaxes
2: with he's like chucking them out one by one with glee. Into the sea. Yeah, and then also there's a moment once he's chucked everything out that Ken Russell passes. Uh, pans past like greed spelled out in jewellery in the water <laughs> it's a metaphor i mean <laughs> this is it?
1: just the excess <laughs> that just like makes this is i think this is the film that is kind of like most absurd best when it just like has sequences like
0: this oh
2: man but the also sequence-
0: i would say this film is all sequences yeah. Yeah. like i yeah. think it's just it's, sequences it's a
2: series of music videos
0: <laughs> yeah but, that's but the also but also
1: because Anne-Margaret was only 34 when this was filmed, and Roger Daltrey, who plays Tommy, was 31. There was always, like... Because he was also yeah. always shirtless. Yeah. There was this weird kind of, like, edible thing going on. Well, I was just going to say,
2: them. that sequence beforehand, yeah, just exactly. before it, she is, like, dancing furiously oh, to try to... This is my favourite,
1: like, Anne-Margaret <laughs> sequence, like, her acting, oh. because there is, like, she, like... Starts she in the is back wall throwing
2: her limbs around. She
1: is like thrashing her hair and then the sound mixing
0: when she thrashes her hair is like a whip. <laughs> yes, the whipping noise is <laughs> right. whip,
2: whip. She directly whips whip. in front of his face. She
0: whips him with the hair, like it's a whipping.
1: And, <laughs> and it's so sexual and it's just like then she pushes him in the win- through the window and Through the mirror. Ca- through the mirror and that causes him to like, you know you know, jump out, Land of, in it. A pool. out of it Snaps out of it. Snaps out snap out of it. Snap out of it. But just it's it's so such a commit like it's such a committed performance that's so fun it's 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 weird but i like i like what she's doing
2: yeah it's not much
1: of a character but it's
2: fun yeah i think she's doing
0: a great job with again i don't think any of the characters in this the
2: archetypes right characters this is a this is a film that kind of like Uh, mother or something like that is like playing mother I hated yes the big bold (laughs) symbolic strokes (laughs) of like mom dad you know um, and so I think she's able to like do so much with it at the start of the film I was kind of worried and I couldn't remember the film fully because she does start as this very like beautiful um, uh, like treasured kind of woman who like Oliver Reed is being like, oh my god, she's got beautiful legs and she's gorgeous. And she's like, yes, I am, aren't I? And uh, like, but, but, but through mime,
0: none of that, yeah. there's no, no speech. Yeah, just <laughs> And, a, and by it. the end of the
1: film, she's like full de glam. Like she's got like this bandana over her hair. It doesn't even look like she has hair. Mm. Like she's like full worker bee for her it's like very you know,
0: like you know communist kind yeah. of like yeah. factory worker. So she, work she style. she's like
1: ultra glamour. She's like very vulgar and fun, but also like the glam. So I can see why, you mm. know, people cottoned on to this particular performance,
2: but. You know.
0: Should we just go generally through some, 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 some positives? Yeah. Let's talk four. about
2: Elton John. Oh, like Let's, the cameos in general, I feel yeah. like.
1: We'll, we'll start with the big one, the pinball wizard himself.
2: That yes. whole sequence just Excellent
0: rocks. sequence. He got big boot. I,
2: I love, love the big look, boot.
0: The, big daddy, <laughs> daddy Chuck Taylor. <laughs> was, yes. Like these the huge boot. chucks.
2: He is just, just towering.
0: But we ha- All very good. And his, like, (laughs) rainbow shirt. like His special pinball machine with a piano on it. All extremely
1: good. And you have the rest of the Who, like, you know. Just around. They're always just sort
0: of pop in throughout.
2: And I love that. Uh, so this is during the this is Pinball Wizard um, yes. and the, the, only the iconic <laughs> I really love I love the performance that Elton is giving as well because he's not just being like hey I'm singing the song he's playing a character which yeah. was the former uh, champion and now Tommy is winning so he's got this rage all the way through it and, and I, I don't yeah. know what Elton's like as an actor I don't imagine yeah. very good but, but he's, he can, a yeah, you he know? he's a performer yeah he plays <laughs> he, that role is he not with in Kingsman
1: form. 2 I have not seen that film but I heard he was funny
2: that. Oh, I haven't actually. I've only seen the first kinsman, but that makes sense. I mean, yeah. maybe that's how Taryn and Elton, or maybe they already knew each other, but yeah, uh, yeah. 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 But they seem pretty close, so that would make um. sense.
1: I like this casting because one, like his aesthetic, personally already fits this world. But also, mm. he looks like a geek who would play pinball. So yeah, yeah, you know? it all makes
0: sense. Mm, it all makes sense. And he's, sense. you know, he's as he's as achingly British as everybody else. Absolutely, film, which is great.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, I do love the other cameo that I love was um, Tina Turner as the Acid Queen. Yeah,
0: my. My hot take on this is oh, I did yeah, not love Tina. I did not love Tina Turner's vocal performance in this. Oh, right. I mean, I,
1: great. I mean,
0: I, I, like, guess I, I like her generally, and like I, but I just felt like her singing was it was just too harsh and shouty, and I could right. not get a sense of melody from it. And I don't know how much of it is to blame for the song itself, which I'm not very familiar with. I, I know it's one of the bit like people say Pinball Wizard and Acid Queen like the two big right. songs from Tom, Tommy and I did not like it. I didn't really. I, it felt like it was just it was a lot of energy, but it was just energy. So it was not as much. If so there's something that's
2: indisputable, it. is that energy in her performance? Yeah, yeah. I, into say, her
1: I, face. I definitely like. I guess I didn't notice the vocal, but yeah, I thought her performance was great. She like had so much energy. Energy. She mm. tore into this role.
3: Um, I think
0: the, the, the physical energy stuff, like, that's, the, the acting performance, I guess, was, and, I, I liked, but I was just yeah. kind of expecting to be impressed by the vocal performance, I think, and right, I was kind of let yeah. down because yeah. I had expectations for
1: it. To me, I'm kind of, like, seeing this performance now. I, I know that she's, like, in the Mad Max, you know, is, was it Beyond Thunderdome? Yeah. And And um, I'm sad that she never got, like, a nice film role to kind of, like, really tear into because, like... You know, usually pop stars get to a point where they really get to tear into film role. Like, you know, a few years before this, like, Diana Ross played Billie Holiday and she got mm. an, an Oscar nomination for that. Lady Gaga played,
0: you know, mm. uh, you know Share. Ally,
1: ally in the Stars <laughs> 1. Cher, obviously. Madonna has several Razzie Madonna awards. has
0: tried her best. <laughs> yes, we've
3: talked about it. <laughs>
1: Um, but I wish, like, someone had offered Tina a role, you know, like, mm. because I think she would have been effective, actually, like, judging from this performance, she has, yeah. like, this, yeah. the presence and the energy, and I think she can act, look, Mary J. Blige in, um, you know, gives me similar energy, and she was able to pair that down for Mudbound, you know, hmm. and, like... You know, pop stars, I think, make for interesting
2: actors. Totally. Mm-hmm. And and in a larger context, we're talking about a sequence where a character is, play, is called the Acid Queen. And this yeah. character tries to inject Tommy with all of these uh, injections, we don't know what, and he relives moments through his life where yeah. he's like, a messiah, He he's a skeleton with a snake in We've him. He's got a
0: weird sarcophagus of needles yeah, that he goes into. This is into. really funny
1: because, like, obviously this was one of the ruses that, like, Oliver Reed tried to like get Tommy to snap out of his like stupor. Yeah. Mm. But it it's like framed like it's like he's going to lose his virginity for the first time, yeah. and this is. Right. But then, Madam. then it's like,
0: nah, you thought that, but that would be too simple. And I love this
1: like <laughs> it's not an Iron Maiden, so like, yeah, a sarcophagus that like kind of like closes yeah, on him with all these bo- blood syringes
0: that like go go through him. It's, and like, very, it's very unsettling. It's the yeah. needle that goes right into the head. And there's, like, so a just special effect like, no. on it as well, where it's, damn, like, Like, there was a point up. where, like,
1: Tommy had his, like, shirt off, and I was like, damn, he's got, like, not a bad body. <laughs> like, he's got those V marks. <laughs> which I he was not expecting for Roger Daltrey. Like, he looks like, you know... Like a kind of hotter version of Jason Gunn in this film. Which is not like <laughs> I can totally oh, see it. No. I can totally yeah. see it. Not a huge <laughs> bar to clear you know?
2: <laughs> Yeah. Um, is there any other like highlights for people? Like major performance. I
1: do or want to say now that we were talking about Tina, that if Husters was made in nineteen seventy five, she would be the Ooh. J-Lo. She would. Yes.
0: she would. She would. She
3: yeah.
2: would nail that role. It been
1: good. Should've been great. Um Eric Clapton's cameo was fine. He had a
0: good costume. Yeah, he plays the
2: preacher, right? Oh, I mean,
1: we might as well talk about his sequence. So he's playing, one of the ruses was they take Tommy into the church to see the light, and it turns Um, out to be the Church of Maryland. The Church of Maryland.
0: Yeah. Uh, Of course. One of the major sects.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I love, like, um, I love the, the Maryland masks, on, I love yeah, the Marilyn Manson. I love the, 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 big, priests, um, the big, the big statue. statue. I like the
0: weird cassock thing that Eric Clapton and yeah. everybody's wearing. These sort of like newsprint printed things. I don't know if I love the use of people with disabilities as props no. for the film.
3: No,
0: uh, that seems of, of a different time. Absolutely. <laughs> Which, and I mean, like, I mean, later on we, we can talk about the central conceit of the well, film is yeah. being a little squeaky because of that. Very um, squeaky. But, yeah, uh, I think the actual aesthetic of this, particularly the masked people, the Mm. Marilyn Monroe Monroe masks are extremely good.
2: Yeah, it's just Um, going 100%. It's going like balls to the wall. It's similar as compared to... Uh, Ken Russell to George Miller as uh, before, like it's like when you see that sequence in Fury Road um, in that first sequence, and then all of a sudden, you know, you, you look at any character and they look fully defined. When you're in this church, it feels like, oh, cool, they've they've thought this mm. through. They've got a, a sense of the world to it, even if I don't completely understand. Why if we're talking is about being worshipped,
0: yeah. If, I mean, if we talk about like positives for the film, unless you guys want to talk specifically more about more actors, like just the aesthetics oh, of yeah. the film as a whole. Just, like, yeah. should we just chat about the those? Those are great.
1: Is yeah. like amazingly colorful, but also inventive because it's kind of crafty. Like, it's not it's
0: like it's so stu- it's yeah, you know, it's, it's stunning,
1: like, yeah, it's stunning, but also it's made from like piecemeal items. It's not like you know, lush and like just like this yeah. grand manner. It's just like there's like this arts and craftsy it's kind grungy of grungy like, and dirty yeah, in exactly. that way. It feels yeah. like
0: it's you know, it feels constructed in the way Which that I like love. I really love a, a theater set feels constructed. Yeah, exactly. It's like yeah. physically yeah. made kind of scrappy. things, yeah.
3: Um,
0: yeah, yeah I think like I, I noted at one point to James when we we're watching it that, um, like they keep having. Shots where the characters just kind of like pose when mm-hmm. you start a new scene, so that we yeah. can admire the environment. Yeah, she and got like this image. as a reason, that. it's because we're like,
1: oh, cool, look at yeah. this cool new environment they're in. I think in. Um, like the costumes are also great, especially like costumes I, are This one, like, costume item that struck me in particular was, like, in that scene you mentioned where Anne-Margaret was, like, applying the lipstick, she had on, like, a hat, but it was, like, not a hat. It was, like, three, like, kind of rings just, like, on her hair. It's It's like
3: It looks like like a
0: a a Devo. It's like a Devo energy hat, but but mixed with a snake.
1: Yeah, it was like a snake, but also, like, so, like, maybe the outline of the Devo hat, but, like the connecting bits went... It was, was like... It's very good. (laughs) I was just, like, looking at it the whole time, and I was, like, damn, what is that design, and why is it not a thing? Like,
0: (laughs) Yeah. I think you can definitely see, like, the, like, influence that this film has had on future, like musical weirdness Absolutely, in movies yeah. like particularly yeah. like the, the bounds of surrealism that we're able to go in kind of mainstream filmmaking like if we look at Across the Universe and all of the like Absolutely, cooler yeah. the, all the effective scenes of that none of them would be effective I think without this film like it's clearly there's a yeah. strong route I from Kim like Russell the, to Julie Taymor this
2: is the film that Across the Universe
0: maybe yeah, wanted, wanted to wanted be to or be. at least like yeah. it
2: wanted to be as wild as that there's one other performance that I want to quickly shout out as well um, we kind of talked about him a little bit as himself a little bit in the past, Oliver Reed, so I don't want to get too much into mm-hmm. it. But there is uh, one moment uh, where he's making the discovery of the pinball machine, where he is so hunched over like a little like crow and like shoving people aside and just like, he's constantly drinking, reflective of Reed's like yeah, life himself. it wasn't
0: a prop, he just had that fly on. I just, I just <laughs> love those two
2: as a duo. I don't think it's his best role, but no, I, not. I... I like uh, Anne Margaret and Oliver Reed. Like yeah. always, they're always in a different situation, and they—they're the main characters. They do, they're the kind of the clowniest. They I do don't commit really to love. their
1: roles, which I
0: like. Oh a yeah, lot. yeah, they commit.
2: And yeah. it's like whenever you're in a new scenario, you're in a new I do costume. Hate his
1: singing voice though.
0: Oh man! So talk about singing voices <laughs> like, generally in this to film, me, like. Yeah. It's like this
1: is the original Russell Crowe and he gives me a lot of Russell Crowe so energy, much. you know? There's, this support, there's, is some real, there's some
0: real bellowing, like where he's just he's got the power but not the pitch.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so One fade small, away. like, um, Oliver Reed thing is that in we can talk about this sequence in a bit. The Sally little girl sequence, he just, like, stomps on her hands. <laughs>
3: yes.
2: And that was... Scary. Which, so.
0: yeah, if you had taken the, the murder to be a metaphor, that's the first time he does something truly evil. <laughs> yeah. So should I we
2: find should... his... I mean, because I, I do think that they are continually... and margaret and Oliver Reed's characters are continually, like, appro- uh, are taking advantage of Tommy's, like... Mm. Status and stuff. I, yeah. st- I think that's still pretty evil yeah. to me. Like it's not
0: that, I wouldn't say it's evil. It's probably like they're a bit negligent. They're yeah. like kind of not great. They're
2: like, they're creating a church. They're like, they're essentially the church.
0: I think Tommy was totally behind the church at the oh, end. Tommy is,
2: yeah. Tommy Tommy
0: wanted them to build the extension on the and, church and, and made Oliver Reed do that they scary face They've done been blind. You know, like, yeah. um,
2: we're, I should, think we're made to think that they're, they're extrapolating it and he's meant to be pure. Look.
0: Yeah, well, maybe, but we don't have any but evidence from d- their actions.
1: Maybe, maybe it was all a ghost <laughs> up. or a metaphor. Yeah. Was, yeah. yeah, you <laughs> know, it's <laughs> should, all about Jesus, apparently. Should we, should we talk about some of the sequences we didn't like from
2: oh, time to Oh, well, I just want to quickly flag Anne-Margaret singing voice is terrific. Anne-Margaret's singing oh, yeah. really voice, she's got a classical
0: style. And I also just want I just if I haven't pointed it out, Pimble Wizard... The actual like composition of, and also Elton John's version of, very good. Um, only only song for which I will say yeah. this. <laughs> and Margaret
1: was cast initially because of her voice, like Ken mm. Russell wanted her because of her voice. I do want to say that originally they wanted Mick Jagger for the Acid Queen.
0: Oh, I like mm. that. Yeah,
1: but they, um, he insisted on singing three of his own songs, and they were like, no Mick. <laughs> They're like, wow.
0: no Mick. We can't no. just put your song. <laughs> yeah. As much as like possibly me the viewer might have quite liked the respite from the who i probably wouldn't we don't need to make this film any longer even though
2: Anne margaret doesn't get like a a song that is truly memorable i think it's a lot better than anything she gets in newsies which is like
0: oh yeah no newsies unfortunately (laughs) she gets the worst (laughs) songs in the bloody thing
1: yeah um all right let's let's talk about some negatives some some negatives
2: some bananas
1: some bananas in the See, bag. See, here's the thing. I keep forgetting which ones are good. Like, I know <laughs> bottles is yeah. good, but like, but OK, so um, there's the sequence where they um, take Tommy before like pre like snapping out of his stupor to some babysitter's.
2: Yeah,
0: and very painful to watch. <laughs> Babysitters are yeah. ooh.
2: So this there's is one, like, there's like, it's the like his guests. Nazi cousin.
0: There's yeah, cousin so we've
2: Kevin. Had the, we've had preacher and Tina Turner, and these are yeah. like the other like guests yeah. we get. Yeah. So
1: there's cousin Kevin, who is a sadomasochist. Like this was kind of like, a, well, like, just a sadist. There's no masochist.
0: Oh yeah, sorry, just yeah, sadism. <laughs> yeah.
1: So like a lot of it was kind of like, yeah, like that's kind of. Fun, but then it got worse and worse, and then yeah, like, it's
0: basically just like a, a two minute sequence of us tor- watching Tommy just yeah, getting get tortured. tortured. One verse, yeah. yeah. like, he was like, he, Tommy
1: was in the ironing board, and like he was ironing his clothes on Tommy, like, with yeah, he was ironing his ass, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like his booty is getting steamed and, and branded. Um, and even like, so that was pretty
0: bad, like. You know, and, and you're like, the- oh no, there's, th- oh no, they sang the same bit of music again. That means that the, <laughs> theme-, be the-, more. the theme is going to be repeated. <laughs> and then we get to like an even worse babysitter, Uncle
2: Ernie. Ernie, okay.
0: Ernie which. Does he molest Tommy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's got, like, his uncle that molests him, which later on, an incredibly homophobic move, <laughs> they oh, kind yeah. of equate to gayness yeah. generally. because he was, yeah, like, yeah. reading gay times. The gay times. gay times. Which, like, what a 70s moment. What what an extremely <gasps> 70s moment yeah. that occurred in this News film. Newsflash,
2: pedophilia, <laughs> and being gay. Different Not things. The
0: same thing. Also, Elton John is in your movie. I mean, I'm like, I yeah, know, Elton guess, John is in your film, excuse me. Well, I guess me. he was straight back then, but, you know. Yeah, we've just... <laughs> gone back to we've gone at negative one <laughs> in the, yeah. negative one and the good for the gays on this film
2: yeah, yeah. that bit because it's just playing like it's so, still the tone is still so flippant and he's being raped like
0: yeah it's just like wow this is great what a fun time oh, <laughs> the, yeah. what a funny song yeah. it was the first uh, where I was like very oh, painful very, to watch
1: very uncomfortable by this extremely um, uncomfortable and then there again there's like later on when Tommy you know snaps out of it there's a sequence with this, this little girl Sally whatever her face is, who's like complete adulation of
0: Tommy. Totally unnecessary sequence as well. Right? Like we did not yeah. need it. I'm like we're surely at the end of the film and now. Oh no, we've well, got a side me, plot. A new I character. Was,
1: I was just like I guess it was there to illustrate, like, the hold that Tommy has to people. But also, like, because we had that earlier scene, I just, like, was dreading how this scene was going to conclude because I was like, is Tommy going to marry her? Is Tommy going to, yeah. like... <laughs> and
0: it's, like, it? clearly, like, like a 13-year-old actress. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. ch- it's a real child. <laughs> like, you're yeah. sitting up watching the going, like, oh, God. Is, bec-
1: like, she does, like, in the story, not the actress herself, but, like, the character goes on to marry an American rock star from California, and the rock star is played by this little boy.
2: In a this Frankenstein, Frankenstein mask. I mean, um, I'm like... Clearly,
0: because they were like, it looks gross if we get yeah, an actual rock star in America. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, well, thank you for thinking of us in some yeah. ways, guys. Uh, thanks, yeah. Ken. Yeah,
2: a big banana for me is, like, that, and, like, pretty much the whole, like... The Final stuff? third? I do is not just care. like it I just can, you
0: think it's finished. Well, I can understand f- for an
2: album to like want to do a full arc like if you're creating the album, not thinking about the film, like you wanna go, to oh Tommy at the start and then at the end. I get it, but um, it's
1: not compelling, hey. <laughs> like,
2: yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Like me, by that point we're like, let's wrap it and up. And also
1: Tommy's like a dumb cult. Give me some hair. Give me some like manson realness, Tommy. Like Like yeah.
0: the their cult rules are like you shouldn't drink or smoke and you need to just play pinball, but you have to play it with your with like plugs in your ears <laughs> and wearing a blindfold so that you'll be as good as I was. And
2: just that role uh, Tommy as a role is just very boring. Oh, like, it's so boring. It's, because he's so passive, right? Roger most Daltrey of it. is yeah. is the lead She's singer for the Who. Yeah.
0: yeah. He's clearly not an actor.
2: Yeah. But uh he's he fluctuates between like being deaf, dumb, and blind, which we'll talk about in a sec, as a as a plot point. Um, and then when he's woken up, when he's found himself, he's just very uh he's got a very animated face and very like wholesome and wistful but he not in a way off, that is very endearing he
0: comes off less as a cult leader and more like just a camp counsellor for like mm. a Christian camp
2: yeah like it's yeah. just
0: not very doesn't have the charisma of cult leader
2: <laughs> yeah so all you're left with is the muscles and after a while that gets a bit boring and there's
0: not enough there's not enough of them to be the I, there. Do, <laughs> you know, I do he's love... only one step above Jason Gunn
1: I do love that he hang glides
0: to like oh. his followers
1: <laughs> at some point to like
2: recruit yeah. them
0: or something. Clearly, they just bought a hang. They were like, "We've got a hang glide. We can we can do this. This is gonna be cool." There's this whole sequence. Roger, get in the hang glider. Where he like
2: <laughs> hang glides and then there's like a um uh, bike gang. Um, oh yeah, there's a bike like gang. gang. That he like inspires and is like, um oh wow, join my cause like and stuff Hell's like angels, that. Hell's angels, you know. Yeah, <laughs> Hell's angels. Um and then so. This whole you know getting into these big long sequences where there's all of these costumes, all of the, they're like fighting each other, so and like, you can still see the money on screen, but you're like, I want it to be over. I'm, I'm was, done. I'm there was like a man in the
1: piano at the end. And yeah. I was like, who dat?
2: That's Uncle Ernie again. Oh, what? He's it's it's Keith Moon.
1: It's oh. the drummer from The oh, Who. Oh, yes, yeah. Um, one Playing cameo role we I did guess. not talk about, actually, was Jack Nicholson in a very small role.
0: Yes, with a yeah. very high voice yeah. for what I assumed for Jack Nicholson. I was not expecting him to be a tenor it's like oh okay but i guess it's just because Not mostly a,
2: known a bad thing
1: but like just you yeah. know
0: a i just i guess, like i haven't seen many of Jack Nicholson's earlier roles so yeah. i was like oh yeah, i just thought it was is, nice cuz he se-
2: he spends a lot of scenes um in another film with Margaret or yeah, yeah. knowledge um where they like play lovers and they have like a little moment where they like interest each other and um you know you're like oh cool yeah, like callback. kind of yeah. callback
1: um yeah. i liked it because like it was such an understated role for Jack. Like, yeah. apparently Ken Russell just told him, like, he's the only director to, you know, tell him to just, Jack, just be pretty. And I was like, okay, <laughs> like, no one's ever told him that because, I mean, yeah, I get it. But, um, but yeah, it's just like such a soft role for him as the therapist. Yeah, he's just like a consultant? doctor that
0: yeah. does <laughs> some doctoring at some point. But it's you know? not,
2: I, I guess, because I've seen him. You see him on the DVD, and you're like, yeah. "Oh my god, I can't, I can't wait for the wait Jack to Nicholson again." I honestly didn't it know he really was a part yet. of
1: this film because, like, no, why, no. why would he be? He's not a musician. He's not a yeah. rock yeah. star.
0: Yeah. It was he's a big a surprise to me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, is there anything else you want to talk about?
0: Yes, so would many.
1: Go to, to Tommy,
2: <laughs> let's talk about the deaf, dumb, and blind thing. So,
0: yeah, this is like, I mean, just generally using like illness as a metaphor disability as a metaphor (laughs) is like probably not is not great like as a as a central conceit for your film (laughs) like I'm sure like people that are much more well versed in like disability rights advocacy could explain why but like it's just it's quite icky to sort of use like it's it's sort of sense of like oh this is a broken thing about you that needs to be fixed and healed which is like a a constant sort of refrain throughout and you think that maybe it's getting away from it because it's like oh actually this is the key to his ability, like because he's good at pinball because of these things, but it's still good. Th- then it's like, no, he's healed, and now he's even better. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just the same, but even better. And now he's got a cult. Yeah, they, and they it's, play really yeah, it's just, fast it's and loose,
1: right? They really play fast and loose with this, but also they have actual disabled people in the film just
0: using kind as of as props. As props. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is, are like, wanting
2: ooh, to be no. in that Maryland <laughs> sequence, they're wanting to be healed. They're like, yeah, touching so the Maryland statue, and it's like. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that stuff. I mean, my other negative though, like getting away from that just the whole like i just don't like the music in this film like i think i've made allusion to that multiple times mm, but i just mm. i don't think it's particularly... So i think i think right? i think the musicianship is good mm. like there's clearly lots of moments where we can hear like really interesting guitar licks or like drum fill things but like i just didn't think that the actual music other than pimble Wizard, which rocks yeah, which is that, a great that's sequence That's yeah. so funny cuz i i was really it's just not that very good
1: i was really like, actively like thinking about the music i was just like kind of making sense of the movie and I kind of like in a way was impressed at how much I kind of understood of the movie just because just through the songs. But yeah, I guess yeah, it didn't really leave much of an impression for I me. Think
3: just
1: I Music. guess it And to me it's just I um I guess it kind of like goes to the root that I I've never been, like, a huge fan of The Who. Like, I didn't really listen to them when I was younger.
0: Neither, I guess, yeah. Like, yeah.
1: I think the most exposure I had to The Who was, like, CSI, where Baba Riley <laughs> was the theme. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, they're fine. I like the, like the production of their songs, but I don't really go back and listen to them all the time, you know? From yeah. that Have era, got- I definitely far prefer other bands of the 60s. It
2: comes down to, like, Who's film is this why do we see this film Who's film is it a uh, yeah oh who? <laughs> um but i i watch it for ken russell like i want to yeah. see like the wild crazy shots yeah. and even though and, and i know you've criticized the the plot as well um outside of this podcast it's another thing that you don't you as as strong
0: well yeah i just i just i mean it's it's just not really any it's pretty nothing right like mm. the, what is interesting about this plot it is kind it's kind of just, just
1: vignettes of like this one yeah. loose storyline that they it's constructed
0: a very for passive the album protagonist yeah. for like, the concept going album, yeah. sort of stumbling through things yeah. he plays pinball for a bit like it's not it really it's a very like big beating over your head kind of like metaphors about like Freedom and money, and like, gotta reject the lifestyle man and get back to yeah, you know.
1: it's all very vague, also. It's very
0: vague, 70s um, kind of self, self individualist kind of stuff.
1: Has this been a Broadway musical
0: at some it point? Oh, it has, it has been a Broadway musical. It. it did not do very well. Surprised, I'm
1: makes
2: sense. Yeah, yeah, all right. Is there um,
1: anything else you want to talk about?
2: Yeah, uh, no, I, I think that's it. I'll save it for my bag and buff.
1: Oh, well, oh, in yeah. that case, James. Why don't you start us off? Why don't you start?
2: Yeah. yeah. Bag. Or boots. Cool. Um, so you go and see this film for Ken Russell. Ken Russell is wild. Like singular, visionary, bizarre. Who knows what's going on inside of that head? How bizarre. Ha- how bizarre. How bizarre. <laughs> and um, he's put what I think he wanted to put on the screen. I think like uh, there is uh this is a very interesting adaptation of a concept album i like i was never well there were moments where i was bored in this film but by and large you are largely entertained because of what is being thrown out at you would i cut like a good like 20 or 30 minutes off of this film like i think it will be way way better as a tight like hour 30 where like tommy waking up and them just the sense that they maybe make a cult uh i think that will be much much stronger but for me like i i i growing up was very into all of that kind of loose bullshit like oh like symbolism and you know finding yourself and you know and that approach i learned as i got older is pretty problematic especially like if you're gonna making these metaphors about being deaf dumb and blind as being like not your true version of yourself which is fucked up but that being said i still think that there is a lot a lot of stuff to draw out from this film there are some nuts performances um and uh yeah uh ken russell is a bag for me the tommy is a bag ultimately i think i i found my argument there kind of like how tommy does as a film it just stumbles into finding itself
0: all right um, I can go next. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think I was surprised that I didn't really like this film um, because I'm such a big musical theatre person, a big musical film person, as I'm sure you guys know if you've listened to much of this what? podcast in the past. This is news um, to me. Oh,
3: my goodness.
0: <laughs> and this has kind of been one of those ones that has been on my list of things to watch for a long time because, like, it's, you know, one of the big classic, you know, experimental and groundbreaking musical films um and yeah i I was i was disappointed by it like i definitely think that the aesthetic elements of it and a lot of ken russell's direction and a lot of just the weirdness and the surrealness and you know um the the sequence that like the the kind of music video-ness of it it is very much like Mm. it feels like a whole lot of interlinked music videos um has been very, very influential. And so I'm glad that this film exists because of the influence that it's given to other directors and other filmmakers and then people across media generally. Um, you know, the idea that you can do concept albums, because I generally like am a big fan of concept albums, like, as a thing. Mm. Um, like, you know, and the fact that this is one of those big pioneering ones in its original form, like, I'm glad that this happened because uh, it means that it's given me other concept albums that I really do love. But just for me, like, if you're a musical, the things you have to have is good music or a good plot and I'm like if this doesn't have like interesting plot or there's no characters that I care about like I don't really care about Tommy or either of his parents or you know parent and step parent like I don't really care emotionally about anybody on the, the screen I'm not really digging any of the music except Pinball Wizard well you know gotta, gotta put up there that that is extremely good song and I've been singing it for the last two days um, but I don't remember like most of the other songs in this film um, even if I even if I tried but um, and yeah, I don't think the plot's not very what easy to follow. What about the
2: boy? No, it's not a very. Which one
0: is that? that? Is that in this?
2: What about the boy? Oh, the the
1: song that I honestly don't even remember. Pinball Wizard, but like the song that I do remember is like, well, refrain, see me, hear, me.
0: hear <laughs> me, touch me. Yeah, it's just, it's just some one. notes. Yeah. It's like he says it a lot. Like I feel like the only reason that's memorable is because he repeats it so much that you no. have to remember it. And Margaret's no. guilt, right? So, yeah. so, what's, what's um, your yeah, final so verdict? Ultimately, I'm like, it doesn't have the good music or a good plot or good characters. It's just like cool to look at. And so, for that reason, it's not enough for me to make it a bag. So, it is a biff.
1: Okay. From before, before you hear from me, which concept albums would you like to turn into films, Cass?
0: So, oh. my, one of my favourite concept albums is... Uh, one of my favourite bands, The Decemberists, has, has an album called The Hazards of Love, um, which is an incredibly good concept album. It's very kind of like mm. riffing on sort of medieval sort of era... Um, kind of you know made up mythology like kind of folklorist sort of style um it's got a few different guest performers on it all the men are played by Colin Meloy, who's the singer from the Decemberists but all the female characters are played by guest vocalists Um, it's really interesting it's really cool Um, it's like a fairly simple story but it's like told with enough like emotional different elements there's a beautiful love story in it there's like it's really cool I'd love to do a stage version of it sometime I think it's great I um and then the other one of course was Hadestown, Town, which they've now yeah. adapted for Broadway very successfully. So yeah.
1: Yeah. Um I have a couple of like um concept albums that I wanna kind of do. Um one is like an album that I was like um I love growing up called Um Yoshimi Battles the Pink Robots.
0: Oh yeah! By, very good. By very the good. Lips. The Flaming Lips.
1: Right? Well I, I just I love that concept, but I think if I would adapt it, I would adapt the soft bulletin, which was Um, the um, album before it and Yoshimi to just make one story
0: out of it. I don't think I've heard the soft bulletin. Yeah,
1: I think it's, I think it's a light concept album. It's about superheroes, I think. Mm. But, um, yeah, I think I just like meld that into one story. And then, um, the other one is like, do you know the band Off Montreal? They're like, a croaker Canadian band. And then like, they've got this album about like a whole town. And I I forgot what it was called. I don't think I've heard this. Like looking it up right now. That
0: sounds great. And
1: I definitely (laughs) just want like maybe. Oh, you know,
0: another one is somebody should adapt uh, Sophie and Stevens' "Come On Feel the Illinois." Yes, yeah. Um, Um, Yes.
1: Oh, um, the Off Montreal album is called "The Gay Parade," Um, and it's good name. As in happy, but you know, it gets butts and seats. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Butts all the places. <laughs> no um, but yeah, so those are the concept albums that I would like to adapt if I got the chance to. Um, in regards to this concept album being turned into a movie, the good things about it are that, like, it's just so wild. It's just, I love the weird. I love how inventive it is. Like, the sequences, the music videos, Ken Russell's directorial vision is just, like you know so singular and like he makes these sequences pop and I'm always impressed at how much visual story- storytelling he can like kind of um, pack into one scene into one like frame and that's like and sometimes it veers into directions that I you know wasn't expecting like the, the sludge of baked beans and chocolate
0: oh. um, no one expects the beans so good
1: so those like so that's like I am in. I love that. I love the weird and I just love an auteurist vision like, you know, mangling and like kind of sculpting weirdness into something kind of coherent. The bad thing about this like film is yeah, a lot of the stuff is kind of weirdly problematic and um and it's thin, right? But mm. um I think what clinches this for me is the reason why we um, explored this in the first place was to see the great anne Margaret in action. And, you know, she might not have the best character, not the best drawn character, but what she does have is commitment, and she has the fervor, she has the joie de vivre that Michelle Williams is missing as Marilyn Monroe. (laughs) (laughs) And for that reason, I'm going to give Tommy a bag for Anne, Margaret, Anne Margaret, one name, sorry, for Anne <laughs> It's Margaret. a nickname, it's a nickname. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's a bag for me, ultimately. Yeah. There was nice. enough I'm, there. I'm glad
0: to be a dissenting voice yeah, in the bag I think, for this one, I think.
1: I am very much in the middle for this one, but I think there was enough there that I kind of enjoyed. So even when I kind of drifted off, when I got back, I didn't have to, like, work very hard to strain myself to, like, think of what the plot was doing, because I like, could just look at it and be like, oh, that's kind of fun. like. Yeah. And I don't think it was trying to make a serious narrative film. It's kind of just like, I think Ken Russell just wanted to make, yeah, these series I of think, vignettes. I feel I think, like Ken
0: yeah. Russell definitely did, want, did not want to make a yeah. serious narrative film. I feel like the writers of The Who were like, yeah. this is meaningful. And yeah. Ken Russell...
2: <laughs> there is a white sun that is deeply important. Ken
0: Russell
1: yeah. does not like rock music, so... Well, there we go. There we
0: go.
2: Very Um, interesting. It's just, a a biff, it seems so permanent to me. In my mind, it's like it's just gone. Like, the film doesn't exist.
0: (laughs) That's never been the plan. It doesn't get to sit in the bag.
1: That's your parameters, James. You all have different parameters parameters. about
2: what we bag and we biff. True, true. I feel like it'll be wiped off the plane of existence. It's Uh, all right. It's in
0: the bag now.
2: Yeah, it's, no, it's, it's true. I'm not defending bear. my decision. I'm just thinking about buffing.
1: Um, is it too early to make promises about the village next week?
0: Well, you guys know what the situation is. We're trying our best. We're going to yeah. see. We're going to call the village, yeah. see if they're going to let us in, yeah. see if the lockdown laws will, you know, will let
1: us. The Khan a- Film Festival might be postponed yeah. for even <laughs> further.
2: Yeah, <laughs> but the village will go ahead yeah. sometime.
1: And But, you know, we'll still be here. Serving you our hot here. takes on some mixed bags.
0: So uh, you guys can find us on the internet. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lula Morashi, L U L A M O R A S H I.
2: You can catch me on Twitter at James Kane ninety two and on Instagram at James Edward Kane. Um,
1: and if you want to see like what my opinions on each film is before this episode. You Can log onto my letterbox and see if I've liked the film or not. I'm kidding, I'm not doing that until, <laughs> um, but James does though. So,
2: I don't, uh, that's a little extra for experts. You know, <laughs> oh my god, just if you want <laughs> to track us down, try yeah, find
1: us. I'm kidding, uh, that's just a roundabout way of saying follow me on letterbox because you know, why not just see what I'm watching? Um, and yeah, so that's us.
2: Yeah, if you want to follow us on Mixed Bag, you can follow us on Mixed Bag Pod on Twitter, on Mixed Bag Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Chuck us an email at mixedbagcontact at gmail.com. That, ha, ha, that caused Amy to be on the pod. She just sent on through an audio recording. Please.
0: Got some thoughts. Send us some thoughts. Chuck it on
2: through. or uh, You, you could, know we're
0: doing The Village at some point. So yeah. if you've seen The Village and you have thoughts on The Village, got let us on know.
2: M. Night. Um, and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We really like the reviews, not just the ratings. Some people have rated us but not given us uh, some of them words. Let us know what you think. Is there anything we need to change? don't will say we? that will we yeah. <laughs> <Who> <laughs> will we take your advice <laughs> <laughs> who's to say um yeah
0: alright mates have a rocking and rolling time see <laughs> me
2: feel me Nah
1: no, don't yeah touch me question mark it's still covid times guys happy look level two everyone <laughs> yourselves.
0: look after yourselves out there <laughs> level two. bye bye you like those flicks Go get your fix in a podcast Cold mixed bag.